Welcome to Will Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Wanda. Welcome to Will Write for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. Yes, and tonight's show is on voice. What the hell is it? How do I get it? (laughs) It's very hard to talk about voice, and it's one of the hardest things to understand as a new writer. Yep, but we're going to tackle it anyway because we're running out of topics we can discuss <laughs> intelligently. No, <laughs> I, have, I have like 45 topics in my in my database. Oh, it's just whether I can discuss them intelligently, which, <laughs> really, which has always kind of been on the bubble. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> but first, we have wine, sort of. So Lottie, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I'm breaking new ground on Will Ride for Wine tonight because I'm drinking a non-alcoholic drink. (laughs) I know, loser, but here's the thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. I've had a cold for what feels like, I don't know, a paleologic like age. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just been forever. And um, it's finally going away. I'm taking all these vitamins. I'm drinking all the water. I'm burning the sage. I mean, I'm doing whatever I have to do to get this (laughs) thing Sacrificing a chicken. Sacrificing (laughs) a chicken. Exactly. Um, So I'm on the tail end of Dogs and Goddesses. We should be finishing it this weekend. I've been working on that. I've been working. I got a part-time job that I work at as well. I've been taking care of the kids. I mean, I'm just like worn out. If I drink tonight, I will wear myself down. I will get sick again. And then I'll have to shoot myself in the head. So... Mm. Tonight, I'm mm-hmm. drinking. Oh, dear God, I cannot believe I'm about to say this. Welch's sparkling red grape juice cocktail. <laughs> Left over from the stuff that we didn't drink at New Year's. Uh-huh. So at least it's been aging. And, and how's that working for you? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I feel super. Um, okay, well, I don't have any wine notes for it because, you know, it's there aren't any. <laughs> With a name like Welch's, it's got to be crap. Um, it's got 0% alcohol. It's $2.99 a bottle, I believe. I don't remember because uh-huh. I, I bought it so long ago. I have no idea. Um, and my notes are, you know, it's sparkling grape juice. <laughs> if you just remember it's grape juice, then it's not so bad. Um, it, you know, it's extremely sweet, like grape juice. It's just basically grape juice made into mm-hmm. like a carbonated drink. So um, okay. so I'm enjoying it. I, you know, I'll give it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you buy Welch's, you know what you're getting. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, four glasses for Good. Welch's. I mean... You know, right. with the caveat that it's not wine. It's nowhere near <laughs> as good as the stuff I've been drinking lately that I miss. I will be drinking again next week, though. Okay. That's Absolutely. Good. Well, it's our anniversary. You got to. So. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I'm not completely sodded on the anniversary, <laughs> then what good am I? <laughs> so what are you drinking? Well, tonight I'm having another wine from MyWinesDirect.com. <laughs> oh, God, I'm jealous. Okay, go ah, ahead. It's so good. It is a 2000 Senorio mm-hmm. del Agua. Aguila? Aguila. Aguila. Reserva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red wine from Spain, mm-hmm. which means it's a blend. Uh-huh. And it's also the oldest wine I think I've ever tried, a 2000. I mean, that's wow, like yeah, that eight is. years that's old. going back. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, they have no wine site. Or no, no wine no site. Wine no site. wine site. <laughs> That's like what hindsight. It's now the wine site. <laughs> That's wine site. You know, it's like yeah. hindsight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't have drank all that wine last night. Yeah, so it's wine site. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. wine. <laughs> Everybody put that down in the glossary. We need to do a Will Write for Wine glossary up in the forums. <laughs> we should. We do we totally have to do that. Dude, somebody out there, one of you whiffers, go yeah. ahead and be responsible for the glossary because I'm not there responsible go. enough. There you go. So go ahead. Wine so site. awesome go. equals drink. You know, <laughs> right, that's exactly. <laughs> okay. Help all the newbies out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No website, which means a half a point deduction from the Russian judge. Right. Oh, God, I cannot talk tonight. So from globalwinespirits.com, mm-hmm. it is a bright, ripe cherry color with slight brick red shades. Mm-hmm. Complexity of aromas reminding of vanilla, toasted nuts, dried fruits, licorice, and balsamics, composing an elegant bouquet. Mm-hmm. Consistent in the mouth, wide well-structured, with a variety of well-assembled flavors. Elegant wood. Okay. <laughs> Toast- yes. Toasted fruits. We needed and something And vanilla. Mm-hmm. Long, uh-huh. intense aftertaste. Okay. Toasted fruits. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't generally I've toast never my fruit. fruit. Yeah. So I'm a little No, a I little mean, I've baked, that, but... like, you know, yeah. like apples uh-huh. and stuff. But yeah. pies. An elegant but wood. Toasted. Not just like elegant wood. wood. Yeah, elegant well, wood. Well, also, so. mm-hmm. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I gotta be careful about your usage of the word wood, no matter what. Anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just think this. <laughs> she said wood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, honestly. It's it's the twelve year old in me, but anyway, yeah. I mean, you know, elegant and the you know the yeah. and and the thing is that like when it's you know aged in oak, you can say it's oaky, and I think right. that that's a real thing that you can get behind. But like, so I don't know, maybe this is aged in like something else that's like know. you know better than oak. I have no idea. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's thirteen point four percent alcohol and mm-hmm. fifteen ninety nine dollars a bottle. Uh-huh. And my notes are, it has a very distinctive taste, and mm-hmm. there's a lot going on here. So it's it definitely is complex, mm-hmm. but I like it. It's it's almost like it has a different taste with every sip. Oh, neat. It's, it's really interesting, yeah. Huh. But it, it does have zero sweetness, just so you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no sweetness in this at all. So the fruit wow. has mm-hmm. been toasted. The life has been toasted out of the fruit. <laughs> there's no sugar in it. No whatsoever. sugar, no. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I am going to give it four glasses. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Well, what is it, what is it closest to? Because I don't know what this Aguila Reserva red wine, is that like, is it close to like a Pinot, a Syrah? It's like a cab, so it's a heavy one. Yeah, yes, it is very heavy, yeah. Oh my God, I almost said it like I knew what I was talking about. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And it's only taken us a year fumbling through our wine. (laughs) I know. Let's go back to a year ago where I was like, I don't know anything, it's cheap and I like it. (laughs) See, now you're getting more discriminating. Isn't I know. Cool? You yeah. made me more refined. I know. Nobody thought it yeah. could be done, but you did it. All You're right. like an elegant wood now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't do Beavis and Butthead. And they're really annoying. I've they are. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> she said wood. Okay, well, now that we've got that taken care of, it's time to move on to... This Week in the Forums! And thank Yay! you, Mac. Oh my God! When he said that, and I was like, "Oh my God! I love it! I love it!" That I was wrote, Mac. I wrote back. Yeah. I'm like, "Thank God!" I know. Because <laughs> we were tired of making fools of ourselves, so Mac just took care of it and sent it in. Thank I'm you. so excited! Yay! Thank you, Mac. We love you. All right. So this week on the forums, the mm-hmm. hot topics were a new Will Write for Wine poll about whether or not we should be professional <laughs> sound effects. There should be. We should be, yeah. wait, what does it say? We okay. should be, oh, sorry. Professional <laughs> sound effects instead of us. <laughs> whether there should be professional sound effects instead of us. Now, right. now this time you have to discuss whether we should even bother scripting. Oh, I know. Because even though when we script, Damn. we screw it up. I know. Ah, sorry. It happens. International mm. Day of Awesomeness. Drink. Drink. Uh, writing books only you can write. Mm. Crocheted private investigators. Now, that's very cool. Uh-huh. Sex objects. Little whiffers, whifferettes, which uh, the babies were uh-huh. calling whifflings. Whifflings. Knocked up Susan. <laughs> Put it in the glossary. Whoever's in charge of the glossary, you know who you are. Whifflings are the little babies. Wouldn't that cute? That is um, cute. And looking fat in jeans. <laughs> you had to be there for that one. Uh, and if you haven't visited the forums yet, go just to for all of those great things because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it, they're wonderful. Oh my god, I know, I love that place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even Plus, if it wasn't us, I'd be like, oh my god, these people are so cool. They are. <laughs> Plus, we're up to like 104 members. I know. Uh, every time I go in there, I'm like, holy crap, there's somebody else signed up. <laughs> And the thing is that the whiffers are so smart and fun and yeah. supportive and just lovely to each other, mm-hmm. which I really love. I mean, I love that. I absolutely adore this community. And I'm so excited that so many people have said they've gotten back into writing because of us. I know. In my wildest <laughs> dreams. I never thought that we'd bring people back to writing. I thought I we'd drive them away. <laughs> I thought they'd be like, you know what? I don't even want to do this anymore. You guys are depressing. Those this two sucks. are just too crazy. If that's what I'm going to be like. <laughs> if, may, if being a writer turns me into them, I'm out of here. You know, that's what I thought. Instead, all these people are like, oh, we're writing because of you. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. So on that note, I think it's time for us to refill. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll you need the- more, Lonnie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me top this off. Good thing I'm not driving. <laughs> all right. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> We here at Will Write for Wine feel it's important to say that while we totally recommend drinking while podcasting, we do not recommend drinking while driving or drinking while emailing, Uh, trust us on that one, or underage drinking or drinking too much or, for that matter, drinking too little. Drink just the right amount, like we do, and you'll be happy, like us. 
So just use common sense, and if you do something really stupid while drinking, like, for instance, calling your old boss and telling her she's an idiotic blowhard who couldn't do your job even if she had half a brain, then we just want to make it clear between all parties that it's really not our fault. Welcome back. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine. Yay! (laughs) I'm not even drinking. See, I told you, I'm exactly the same sober. (laughs) It's time for this week's listener question, which comes from Jill. Yay! I love Jill. She Mm -hmm. poses two questions about book signings, so we're going to do them one at a time. Right. The first one is, does it make a difference if it is a single or multiple signing? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't do single signings anymore. It's mm-hmm. just too boring and it's too depressing. <laughs> so I like to do multiples because then I have someone to chit-chat with. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing about multiples yeah. is that usually uh, whoever I'm signing with is somebody I, I would like to see, you know, and mm-hmm. spend some time with. And so right. um, so it's great because um, you just get to sit next to somebody. And either you're meeting somebody new, which is always kind of fun. Yeah. And um, Or you're with somebody that you haven't seen in a long time and you get a chance to catch up, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I have so much fun I don't even notice if someone not buying my book. <laughs> and it's not so depressing. Right. right. Okay. So the next question is, what are the 10 most asked questions slash comments at signings and what are your answers? Okay. I think the number one mm-hmm. one is, where is the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. To which my answer is always, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do because I use the bathroom a lot. So I'm like, oh, it's behind the, you know, behind the hobby section. <laughs> okay. So the number two is, do you work here? <laughs> In which case I go, do I look like I work here? <laughs> and the third one is, I've always wanted to write a book. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. Because they don't care about your book. They just care about... They have no interest in your book. They've always wanted to write a book, and they kind of expect you to hop up and be like, here's my publisher's name. Uh Uh-huh. Just give her a call. Mm -hmm. It'll be super. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. (laughs) I have this great story idea. Uh, You can write it, and then we'll split the royalties. I love that one. To which I usually reply, um, I'm a little busy right now <laughs> writing my books. For... <laughs> I usually say I don't split royalties with anybody. Yeah. Oh, then, see, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next one is, oh, I don't read those kinds of books. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've gotten that. That's really fun. And that's just plain <laughs> And you rude. know, but sometimes, but sometimes people say that, though, and they yeah. don't realize that, like, you know, and especially because sometimes, and it's not even, like, a lot of the times they're there because they read romance, but they don't read, like, romantic mm-hmm. comedy or they don't read contemporary, mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm writing. They don't read it. Mm. So they, they just don't feel at all bad. Like, there's no, like, there's no nastiness. It's very sweet. They're just like, oh, I don't read those. <laughs> oh, no, I've had actually nasty. Oh, you've had people oh, be nasty? Oh, yeah, I've had nasty. Oh, oh yeah. I've had yeah. people be sweet. They just don't realize that it can be kind of insulting so well the thing is under my breath i'm like oh thank god for that <laughs> right the last thing i need is a fan letter from you you from you seriously <laughs> all right all right so oh the next one this is really good how much money do writers make yeah mm-hmm. to which i usually answer not enough <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to ask my accountant. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I could afford yeah. an accountant. Yeah. Hell, I have to be an accountant part time to get by on this job. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Mm-hmm. The next one is, where do you get your ideas? Oh, which is yeah, going to be the death of us all. I yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I just say Target. <laughs> that's Internet. my standard answer. Kmart, Blue Light Special. You know, because the thing is that you know, and, and, and here's the thing, people are very very sweet. Mm-hmm. They don't realize you've answered this question like a gazillion oh, I times. Know. You know? I know. And they just, you know, so they don't know. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, if I have to answer that question again, I'm going to literally <laughs> scoop my own eyes out of my head. Like, I can't, you know. So, um, so yeah, it's it's hard because you have to be polite because people yes. really don't mean anything by it. Right. You just and they really are times. curious. So, they are, I and mean, it's so nice of them to be interested. Yeah. You know, I mean, most well, of the people walk times... by and they just really don't care. Yeah, a lot of times people will say, you know, I've never met an author before. So right. it's actually something really interesting. And, so. you know, every profession okay. has that. Oh, you yeah. Know, every profession has the one question you get asked, mm-hmm. like, every time you tell somebody what you do, to the point where you lie about what you do at parties. <laughs> 
Be like, yeah, I fold sweaters at the Gap, you know. Just to find out what the most asked question is for every profession. Uh-huh. It's very uh-huh. fun. Okay. All right. So the next one is, this is me or you? <laughs> oh, this you. This is me. Okay. I just wrote a book. Will you read it? <laughs> Which happens all the time. And I say, like, I know. on advice and we'd of love my agent, to, but... I don't. We can't. We yeah. can't. I mean, legally, we can't. we can't because there's restrictions. And your mm-hmm. agent, that's one of the first things they tell you. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I do something as part of, like, if I give away a critique, you know, as part of a, an auction or a charity or something like that, and I'm mm-hmm. just reading the first 30 pages or whatever, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But generally, like, if people send you their book and then, you know, you never read it, but there's, like, you know, one little similarity later on, and they'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, no, you stole my idea. And you just oh, don't want to yeah. get into that. So, no. um, so we tend to hang out, hang back mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. All right. The next one is, oh, that looks like a good book. Puts it down, walks away. (laughs) (laughs) That happens to me all the time. Does it really? It's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. People pick it up and they look at it and they read it Mm -hmm. and they laugh and they flip through the first couple pages like, oh, that looks funny. And then they put it down and they leave. (laughs) And I'm like, no, it's funny. It really is very, I'm a very funny person. What is wrong with you? They're so much fun. Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay. okay. Oh, and this is the this is the really fun one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's it like to be famous? <laughs> well, you do a podcast for free. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is, I don't know, ask Nora. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's one of the nice things about signing with Nora Roberts. Nobody cares about me. Oh, Nobody. They're like, yeah. Nora. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how to answer that one. I'm like, well, it's kind of like anything else. It's a job sometimes. And right. sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's not. Exactly. <laughs> but the whole fame thing, so, like, you know, even Stephen yeah. King, who is probably the most, like, you know, the face of a writer that you would know, mm-hmm. you know, that most people would know. I mean, I bet even he can go grocery shopping. Like, nobody cares about writers. <laughs> nobody That's reads true. books anymore. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody stops. Who goes, oh, my God. I know you. I know. I know. I mean, it's just, it's funny. All right. Well, awesome questions. Drink. (laughs) Thanks, Jill. Thank you, Jill. To get your question answered on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or put them Mm -hmm. up on the forums. We do them on the forums. Ooh, ooh. Or send us an MP3. We're so excited. Next week, you're going to love it. It's so cool. We got so many MP3s and we're over. I'm so excited. I'm actually, I have to figure out a way to make it easy for everybody to call us. You know, and leave mm. us little um, MP3 questions because it's just so much fun. It is. So. All right. Well, now that I'm over that little excitement this week, mm-hmm. so re, we, 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 okay. I'm we, so re? drinking non-alcoholic. <laughs> I swear. Now for this week's We Recommend segment. <laughs> which has become the new sobriety test. Seriously. All right. <laughs> oh, which should also go in the, in the, in the terms. Okay. Oh, the sobriety test. The verbal yeah, sobriety yeah, test. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is where we recommend our favorite things, TV shows, movies, websites, whatever, and share them with you. So, Lonnie, what do you have this week? Well, this week, I recommend the International Day of Awesomeness. Drink! (laughs) As we mentioned, people are talking about it on the forums, and it's on March Mm -hmm. 10th. Some people Mm -hmm. pick that day to be International Day of Awesomeness because it's Chuck Norris's birthday. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) But it also just happens to be the exact to the day, one year anniversary, Mm -hmm. when we launched Will Write for Wine. We'll be celebrating that in next week's podcast. And so I think it's kind of secretly about us. I think it was started by a whiffer. I I, think it it must be. I think you're right. <laughs> so visit it at dayofawesomeness.com and be sure to express your awesomeness on March 10th. Yes. Yay! All right. <laughs> well, this week I'm going to recommend music. Mm-hmm. A CD called Blue Jukebox mm-hmm. by Chris Ray. Mm-hmm. It's a little bluesy and a little jazzy, mm-hmm. and he's got a really deep, gravelly voice, Ooh. and it's slow and easy, and it's just a good CD to relax to. Sounds fun. Yeah. I like All right. it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up this block. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. 
sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us on Lottie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Why. <laughs> C block. Third time. Third C-block. take. Yes. Take, three. <laughs> take three. So keep screwing it up. Okay. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about voice, which is, like Lonnie says, a little like trying to put a sweater on an octopus, or like I would say, trying to shoot your way out of a paper bag. It's See, a slippery, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a slippery and elusive topic, but we're going to take it on anyway. Right. <laughs> and hopefully be able to get through the C block doing it. All right. So let's start with the basic question that everybody asks. Whenever we start talking about voice, there's always somebody says, what's voice? Yeah. You know, and it's so hard to explain, which is very frustrating for people who are trying to kind of wrap their minds around what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so voice basically defines the tone of your prose. It's kind of like your fingerprint, you know, your, your writing your signature. Right, exactly. It's just it's yes. just it's it's your style, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I'm going to start with somebody who has a very very strong voice, which is uh, Ernest Hemingway. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really into simple words, basic vocabulary, and he got his story across in as few words as possible. So um, here's an excerpt from his short story, "A Clean, Well Lighted Place." It was very late, and everyone had left the cafe except an old man who sat in the shadow the leaves of the tree made against the electric light. In the daytime, the street was dusty, but at night the dew settled the dust, and the old man liked to sit late because he was deaf, and now at night it was quiet, and he felt the difference. The two waiters inside the cafe knew that the old man was a little drunk, and while he was a good client, they knew that if he became too drunk, he would leave without paying, so they kept watch on him. Mm-hmm. All right. Very simple. Yep. You know, very straightforward. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of flowery language. There's not a whole lot of, you know. Um, and it's also, he's also got kind of a staccato rhythm. Yes. You know, to the way that he says things, the mm-hmm. way that he, he writes things. So voice speaks to the words you choose. It's about the words you choose and how you arrange them. I mean, that's really kind of what it is. And it, it is, it, I, I think of it as like a, a fingerprint. You right. Know, and it it's, it's makes you unique. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we should say it's different from craft. Yes. It is yes. very different from craft. It is not it is. craft. It is how you use craft and how you arrange, you know, uh, what you say. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's so much It's so much more than just the words. You, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like the rhythm of the sentences. It's everything. Yes. It's so, That's why it's so elusive and hard to explain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're going to do our best. Wish us <laughs> luck. So the first thing we need to talk about is why do we need voice? Uh Well, for one, if it wasn't for voice, everyone's books would sound the same. Uh You know, it's because of voice that you can pick up a novel by your favorite author and instantly feel at home because you recognize the voice. Uh When we talk about that one thing only you can bring to the story, that's Uh voice. Right. Yeah. Uh So let's talk a bit about the elements that make up voice. Um. We've got delivery, mm-hmm. which is how you actually, uh, the words that you choose, how you start sentences, how you how you carry them through, that type right, of thing. Right, how you punctuate your jokes. Yes. Like, you know me, I'm always about the joke. But a yeah. boom. But a boom. Yeah, there right. you go. Um, <laughs> sentence structure, mm-hmm. you know, long sentences, short sentences, you know, you go back and forth, you kind of, but, but in all of that, mm-hmm. you still have, you should still have a certain cadence to your delivery right Mm -hmm. how you tell a story Mm -hmm. and and just like Hemingway had that kind of like staccato Staccato, way um Mm -hmm. if you read an author and you've read maybe a couple of their books you will see their cadence and Mm -hmm. it and it's kind of like you know those little ticking things that they have when you learn piano right those Those timing Mm -hmm. things yeah the metronome Mm -hmm. it's almost like that when you're writing a book right Mm -hmm. because when I'm writing I know when a sentence isn't long enough or it's missing Mm -hmm. something or it's 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 out of out of sync Mm -hmm. with the rest of of my story so Mm -hmm. I'll I'll fix it at that point um it is how you use point of view Mm -hmm. um from whose point of view do you choose to um to tell the story from Mm-hmm. You know, right. and they always say well, the part of craft. Oh, it's whoever's got the most to lose or whatever. But mm-hmm. but if you use that well, mm-hmm. you use it differently, then that's your voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a great choice. How it, you approach that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Voice is confidence. It's confidence mm-hmm. in what you are saying. It's confidence in I your abilities, yeah. in your story. 
Yeah, I don't think you can have a clear voice if you're not confident in your abilities. And I think that's why Absolutely. when you first start out, it's it, that's why it takes so long to find it. Yes. You know, yes. because you're searching for that confidence. And it's until you're secure enough in yourself to go ahead and word things the way that you want to word them as opposed mm-hmm. to the way you think you should word them. Right. That That's when it becomes more you. So Absolutely. I think confidence is a huge part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like your signature, no one can forge your signature, mm-hmm. um, at least for long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Except your children. Yeah. It is what makes you unique right mm-hmm. that's what voice mm-hmm. is all right so the next question mm-hmm. is um once you know what voice is you know mm-hmm. how do you get it yeah <laughs> um how do you find your voice how do you figure that out they say that you need to write a million words before you can find your voice and for mm. some people you know that might be true um but i think it comes out of how comfortable you are with the page i mean when you're confident like we're talking about the confidence before yes. when you're confident enough to choose words for how they feel rather than trying to be grammatically perfect or to imitate the voice of an author that you admire mm-hmm. you know then you've got it um and your voice is already there you already have it it's not something that you you build you know it it is actually something that you discover that you uncover you build up your confidence and then you're able to kind of release that voice but it is essentially to who you are you know it is it is huge to who you are so you've already got it you've got Mm -hmm. voice it's just a matter of finding what your voice is you know right so the ways that you do that um one is write 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 just write write mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots of stuff and the more you write the more comfortable you're going to be with the page and the more comfortable you are with the page the more your voice is going to emerge from what you write right so you've got that also read mm-hmm. read a lot now see my thing is here's my issue <laughs> when i read <laughs> i kind of pick up the voice of the person that i'm reading right <laughs> you know if i read somebody a lot i sort of pick up especially if they're um if they write the same stuff that i write like i don't read anybody else's romantic comedy when i'm writing a romantic comedy i don't even e- i don't I write love it yeah i don't yeah. read romantic suspense when i'm writing romantic suspense either right yeah. exactly because i can really pick up a voice i'm kind of like a mushroom i just pick up mm. the flavor of whatever's next to me you mm-hmm. know so um so in order for me to be really um true to my voice i have to kind of stay away from um from writers who write the same stuff but i read a right. lot of stuff um that isn't you know especially like nonfiction mm-hmm. books and yeah you know, i mean just anything nonfiction is great for when you're trying to think of stories and stuff like that it's really um a great um a great thing to read mm-hmm. but um but i mean there's just like you know there's just lots of books that you need to read a lot and you need to write a lot and that's right. just the only way that you're you're going to be able to kind of uncover that um write what you love you know write mm-hmm. what you're most excited about and don't write to the market don't write what you think you should write you know write the book that you want to write the the story you love you mm-hmm. know what you want to tell um cuz that's a part of your voice too what you choose to talk about is inherent to your voice. Do you think, do you agree? Absolutely. Okay. You know, the mm-hmm. stories that you're going to tell, you know, I love those epic stories that change the world, two people right. against the whole world or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love those stories. Those are the mm-hmm. stories that resonate with me. Those are the stories that I chose to write. Right. And mm-hmm. they're, you know, I just took a leap. Mm-hmm. I said, this mm-hmm. is what I want to write. I want to be a happy writer. I'm going to write what I want to write. So, yeah. And so that's, that's part of your voice, the mm-hmm. story that you choose to tell. You know, the, the way that you choose to tell it is is, um, is part of your voice. Right. Um, another thing is you have to be fearless. You have and to. it is very, very hard. And, you know, we all have moments where, mm. you know, we're reading it, we're writing, and we're just completely freaked out. And I don't know if this is going to work, and I'm never going to make this work, and I've invested all this time in this, and it's going to fall apart. And, you know, and there's a lot of stuff to be, you know, that you get concerned about when you're mm-hmm. when you're writing. Like, you know, am I going to be able to sell it? Is, it gonna, is the editor going to hate it? Da, 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 da. Am I going to get an agent? You know, whatever your concerns are, depending yeah. on where you are in your in your career and you have to block all that out you do you really do you have to just not think about it and just you know move on forward and be fearless about it Mm -hmm. Um, because it's only when you truly let go and just allow yourself to write that that voice comes out that's why I think NaNoWriMo is so great Mm -hmm. NaNoWriMo I'm I'm so clear when I'm in there because I'm just writing it I'm not worrying about whether it's any good as soon as I stop worrying about whether it's any good this the part of me that is true and genuine comes out even stronger you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. So right. I think that that's really good. Right. Um, don't worry about getting published, writing well, being grammatically correct. You know, none of that is your concern. You can mm-hmm. edit 
everything later. But to get your voice down when you're doing that rough draft, it's essential that you get in there and you just kind of don't worry about anything. Right. Um, you also, when you're first trying to kind of figure out what your voice is, um, you need to have a lot of patience. Because, you yeah. know, like I said, they, they say you have to write a million words. It's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I've written a million words and, yet. And also being patient is just part of this industry. You have no idea right. how many times we sit and wait oh, for months. things I mean, to happen. Seriously, I know. Yeah. It does. So patience is definitely something you're going to want to work up anyway. But right. don't, you know, don't worry about it too much. I mean, the less you worry about it, the more you just kind of do your thing and get out there and do the writing and, you know, experience it, the the, the faster it's going to come. But it's going to take its own time before you've got all those elements together, before you've gotten rid of the fear and the stress and the worry and the anxiety, and you're mm. really ready to just be yourself. So it takes a while. Right. And also experiment. Yes. Which... Sam wrote this, and I don't know what you, what do you mean by experiment. Well, what I mean by experiment <laughs> is sometimes you start out in a genre. Oh, right. And it's mm-hmm. not working. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just your voice is not right for the genre. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if if that happens, and, you know, try another genre. Try to right. change things up. Try to write first person versus mm-hmm. third person. You know, experiment mm-hmm. and until you find where your voice really fits for you. Right, and you'll yeah. have a different kind of voice. Like my, um, I think my voice is similar, definitely, because it's still me. But I mean, like mm-hmm. my first person stuff and my third person stuff. You know, right. it, it it changes because of the nature of the point of view. Yes. You know, because of, of the nature of the way those books are written. And so there's there's definitely a variety in, you know, your voice can have different kind of shades to it, depending on what it is that you're writing. I find that my voice comes through, you know, really strongly in first person. And I think that in general voice can be really a lot of people have very strong voice in in first person Mm -hmm. um which in some cases is why some people avoid it because (laughs) because they get so caught up with the sound of their own voice not like myself that they'll write on for days about stuff that doesn't matter because they're just so excited to be in first person Mm -hmm. it's a danger but um but yeah i think that trying out different things especially when you're trying to figure out where you mm-hmm. are when you start writing and you don't even notice you're just so in the moment with that character and that story then that's when you know yes. you're getting real close to your voice right right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right well now for fun we're going <laughs> to do a quick writing exercise for voice uh-huh. we'll post them on the forums and those of you who want to play along can knock yourselves out there mm-hmm. the assignment that Lonnie and I decided we were going to do early mm-hmm. is to write about a character on their way to a funeral so so we each took that one sentence and mm-hmm. we wrote about 200, 220 words or whatever yes. mm-hmm. um, of this writing exercise. Aha. Yeah. So I guess we're going to start with mine. Yes. Okay. Eve stopped her car at the corner of Elm and Water Streets and waited for the mom with the stroller to cross. Her fingernails tapped the steering wheel. How freaking many stop signs did this neighborhood have anyway? A few seconds later, and she was cruising through Mortgage Hill with its neat row of colonials, brick driveways, and and Volvo station wagons. Nothing had changed, not even the last names on the vanity mailboxes. She stopped at the next intersection, and only because there was another car waiting. Otherwise, she'd be blowing through it faster than Monica Lewinsky. The old man (laughs) in the caddy waved to her like she cared. Then he pulled forward one torturous foot at a time. Eve took a deep, calming breath and glanced at the clock for the hundredth time. One fifty-five p.m. Plenty of time. Besides, it wasn't like she was in a hurry for the funeral. Well, actually, she was. In fact, if it weren't for a stubborn streak of paranoia, she wouldn't be driving through the bowels of her hometown again to make damn sure Max Wheeler was dead once and for all. Or to kill him if he wasn't. The second, Cadillac, the second the Cadillac's rear bumper was clear, she peeled out. If she didn't get out of this damn town soon, Bernard's funeral home, home was going to be hopping. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I love it. Yeah. A character on their it. way to a funeral, right. I yeah. love it. I think it's great. You know, and one, one thing I love so much about your voice and your writing is that you you write from this, it's almost a gritty kind of place. Mm-hmm. And then you put in these moments of just funny humor, <laughs> you know? And it's such, I love that balance about the way that you do things is that you throw in these little zingers, but you'll have this like really gritty 
kind of place you know mm-hmm. I, I, I love that I think that's really great See, oh, we haven't thanks. read these to each other we haven't yeah we haven't them, so. these are when yeah, I'm interrupting her by laughing it's because I've never read I haven't heard it before so <laughs> That's great. I love you. Okay. Thank you. All right. So next is me. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me get in the, the character now. Okay. Right. Gloria knew there was no way in hell she was going to make the funeral on time. If it hadn't been for the run in her stockings, the slow cashier at the drugstore, the traffic jam, her uncanny ability to draw bad luck to her like dog hair to a new sweater. <sighs> Of course, if she'd had Jane's bad luck, she'd be the one in the casket, so all things being equal, Gloria decided maybe traffic wasn't so bad. When she finally arrived, Reverend Meany was halfway through the eulogy, and Gloria tried to sneak in the back and take a quiet seat. But just when she was about to duck into a pew, Reverend Meany stopped talking and stared at her, which meant everyone else stopped listening and angled in their seats to stare at her as well. Jesus Christ, she thought. But she realized she was going to have to say something, because being part of a scandal that big in a town that small no less than two, meant no less than two public scenes. I'm screwed up my own scene. Meant no less than two public scenes and at least one embarrassing <laughs> drunken incident down at Buddy's Beer and Tackle. She drew herself up straight, looked Reverend Meanie in the eye and said, I didn't kill her, and sat down. Another long moment of silence, and Reverend Meanie cleared his throat and went back to eulogizing. Gloria hoped that counted as her first public scene. She'd try to fit in the drunken incident on Wednesday. <laughs> I love it. So there I you love go. reading your stuff. You know, anytime Lonnie's got a book and I get to be the beta reader, you guys have no idea. I mean, it's like it's like a Pavlov's dog. I mean, I'm like salivating. I know. I get so excited about your stuff too. When you were reading, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I know. I mean, but it's just, you know, it's so much fun. And I think that it's it's interesting because we both took basically the same circumstance. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. person on their way to a funeral. And the the way that we did different things with it, the cadence to the way that we wrote, the, you know, the way we delivered the jokes, the way, you know, yeah. the way everything kind of fit together. I mean, it's just, it's a different style of writing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's different voice, but yes. it's just, it's really kind of neat to see those differences. Yeah. And I think, and guys, go to the forums and do the, the, yeah. um, the writing exercise. We'll put it up when we're, uh, when we put the show up. Right. And uh, it can, it's really kind of neat. It's a neat way to sort of find your voice. I think it's it really cool. is. And, and, and it's funny because as soon as we said this, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to write. I know. I mean, it was like, just like, boom, it was right there. Exactly. And that's yeah. one of the things I love about exercises because mm-hmm. they're, they're limiting and there's something in that limitation that somehow frees your creativity. I don't know what that yes. is. It, it's but true. I mean, it does. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh gosh, I know exactly what I want to do with this. Yeah. And I had this idea and I just kind of went with it and it was fun. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, especially with an exercise, and I've ac- actually had books that have turned, you know, exercises that have turned into books, right. is that mm-hmm. when you're doing an exercise, you don't have to think about all the rest of the plot. Exactly. You're just thinking mm-hmm. about that one little split second moment. Exactly. That moment in time so that you're fun. trying to capture with words. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so if you do exercises, it, it is amazing how liberating that is. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love yeah. that. And, and I don't know. So, so we've got a whole bunch of other um, examples of mm-hmm. voice that we're going to go um, read, read for you. Some, some little excerpts. Right. Um, so we can talk about them. Now, what's, what's your first one? Okay. I'm going to read the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read the whole thing first and then I'll tell you who it is. Okay. The event that came to be known as the Pulse began, began at 3.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the afternoon of October 1st. The term was a misnomer, of course, but within 10 hours of the event, most of the scientists capable of pointing this out were either dead or insane. The name hardly mattered in any case. What mattered was the effect. Cell by Stephen oh. King. See, you know what? Stephen King... You can tell. I mean, there's just something about the way that he forms his sentences. Like, mm-hmm. you can just tell when it's him. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'd read it. That's very, very <laughs> neat. All right. Um, now I need to find mine and have mine open and ready, although I should have. Mm. This one, everybody's going to know the second I start reading it, but it's very <laughs> neat. All right. <laughs> it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. 
However little known the feelings or views of such a man may be on his first entering a neighborhood, this truth is so well fixed in the minds of the surrounding families that he is considered as the rightful property of some one or other of their daughters. "'My dear Mr. Bennet,' said his lady to him one day, "'have you heard that Netherfield Park is let at last?' Mr. Bennet replied that he had not. "'But it is,' returned she, "'for Mrs. Long has just been there, and she told me all about it.' Mr. Bennet made no answer. "'Do you not want to know who has taken it?' cried his wife impatiently. "'You want to tell me, and I have no objection to hearing it.' This was invitation enough. God, I love that book. Pride and Prejudice mm. by Jane Austen. Oh, yeah. And you know what I love about her is that she has such a... She doesn't over-deliver any of her jokes, mm-hmm. you know? Which is one of the things that I just I love about her is that she, she just lays them down. Mm-hmm. And you just, as the reader, just come by and scoop them up. You know, yeah. I mean, she's just, I mean, of course, she does, it's a much more genteel, you know, society that she was a part of, you know. But I just, I love the way that she, you know, she uses these words so elegantly. She's just got elegant sentence construction and mm. just everything about her. I just love everything she writes. Very nice. I think that's fabulous. Okay, so yeah. what else do you have for us? Okay, my next one. And yet I could give no reasonable meaning to any actions of my life, and I was surprised that I had not understood this from the very beginning. My state of mind was as if some wicked and stupid jest had been played upon me by someone. One can live only so long as one is intoxicated, drunk with life, but when one grows sober one cannot fail to see that it is all a stupid cheat. What is truest about it is that there is nothing even funny or silly in it. It is cruel and stupid, purely and simply. A Confession by Tolstoy. Ooh. Yeah. That's really neat. Now, is that a, yeah. is that a novel or a short story? I don't know. I think it's a short story. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I haven't heard of it. Yeah. But, I mean, not but that I'm, like, tell you know, his... well-read enough to have read all of Tolstoy. But... Yeah. I mean, it's basically just one long sentence here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. And, I mean, that's and the thing. Is that, was there, and... I was going to ask you if there was, because I didn't notice any, like, breaking there. It seemed like it was yeah. just one long sentence, all that. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, now that's interesting. Like, whereas Hemingway is very short and staccato. Right. You know, Tolstoy has kind of that long, lilting, he just keeps going, Mm -hmm. you know, run on sentences, okay. I mean, this is the kind of thing, like, you know, grammatic, um, grammatical, like, inauguratory. Okay, again, that goes in the glossary. (laughs) You know, um, grammatic, uh, what am I saying? Like, you know, mistakes and stuff. God, I'm I'm talking like I'm an idiot. You would think that the fourth grade education came Grammatically. Grammatically, okay. yeah, right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. pro- improper grammar is what I'm saying. Can can actually speak to voice. So by violating the rules of grammar, right? You know, you're you're a lot of times you can kind of build your voice from that. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that I you know violate the rules of grammar. You know, like a Viking in a new village all the time. Like you know, and um and it's just kind of part of what I do. And also I use adverbs. You know, especially in my first person. Now again, I know I said mm-hmm. adverbs are horrible. They are horrible in dialogue attribution. There are other places where you can put them in. But if you have a character who's speaking in first person. And people, mm-hmm. when they're speaking, as you'll listen to me, just ramble on. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're doing first person, you, you're actually writing an entire book, just nothing but dialogue, because mm-hmm. it's just that person talking. Right. So you kind of need to respect the fact that, you know, they're going to use adverbs and they're going to use, you know, bad grammar and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. sorry, I should say poor grammar. See? See? Told you. Okay. All right. <laughs> so here's my next one, which I love. This is one of my favorite openings for a book ever. All right. There are gods in Alabama. Jack Daniels, high school quarterbacks, trucks, big tits, and also Jesus. I left one back there myself, back in Posset. I kicked it under the kudzu and left it to the roaches. I made a deal with God two years before I left there. At the time, I thought he made out pretty well. I offered him a three-for-one deal. All he had to do was perform a miracle. He fulfilled his end of the bargain, so I kept my three promises faithfully, no matter what the cost. I held our deal as sacred for twelve solid years. But that was before God let Rose May Lolly show up on my doorstep, dragging my ghost and her own considerable baggage with her. Gods in Alabama by Jocelyn Jackson. Awesome. I love this book, and I love that opening. And I wish that I could read it. I mean, she's Southern, Mm -hmm. you know, and if I had tried to read it Southern, it just would have been... Right. Pitiful. But, um, but, you know, Jocelyn has got such, I mean, you, when you listen to her speak, I mean, she's just got this 
wonderful, you know, light southern kind of sassiness to her. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it. I mean, when you read her books, you can just feel that. And I, I just yeah. absolutely adore it. Um, and I love, you know, big tits and also Jesus. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. And you know that the character who's saying that is totally mm-hmm. not even trying to be funny. Like, that's oh, yeah. just, you know, that's yeah. just what she's saying. Um, right. and, uh, and so I think that that's really just a, such a great, a great opening to a book and, um, and fabulous, you know, exhi- exhibit a voice, mm-hmm. you know? So. Right. All right. So what else you got? Okay. My next one. Once upon a midnight dreary, while mm-hmm. I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping on my chamber door. "'Tis some stranger,' I muttered, tapping on my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh, now that's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Really amazing. I know. And he's yeah. got that, the thing about Poe is that he's got this... And in his prose too. I mean, that's you know, in in poetry, mm-hmm. you've you've naturally have to deliver a certain cadence, you right, know, in, right. in poetry, which he does really well. But I mean, all of his stuff has this just creepiness, a, a, this creepy vibe, <laughs> you know. This and even I when know. he's not saying anything, I mean, it's just you know, it's like a raven. Obviously, is naturally creepy, but I mean, mm-hmm. just like the way he's choosing to express that and to get that across. Yes. I mean, it's really evocative. That's the thing about Poe. He's so evocative. Whether you like him or not, you got to give the mm-hmm. man, you know, credit for being oh, yeah. like that. His choice of words just so specific. It's mm-hmm. really, really good. Yep. Very cool. All right, this one is fun. <laughs> Hazel Morris was a large, fair woman of the type that incites some men when they use the word blonde to click their tongues and wag their heads roguishly. She prided herself upon her small feet and suffered for her vanity, boxing them in snub-toed, high-heeled slippers of the shortest bearable size. The curious things about her were her hands, strange terminations to the flabby white arms splattered with pale tan spots, long, quivering hands with deep and convex nails. She should not have disfigured them with little jewels. Hmm. I just love that. That's yeah. Dorothy Parker. Uh-huh. And the thing about Dorothy Parker is that, and again, I mean, part of it is, uh, part of voice are are the specific details that she yes. chooses to talk about. Yes. You know, you get the sense of her feet. Mm-hmm. You get the sense that she's large. You get the sense mm-hmm. of her hands. You know, just these little details. And then once you've got all that, you kind of put this whole picture together of who Hazel Morse is, you know. Right. And it's such a lovely, um, such a lovely choice. And again, you mm-hmm. know, she's got um, very specific word choices. Right. You know, the snub-toed, high-heeled slippers, shortest bearable size. You know, like mm-hmm. the way that she chooses to say these things, um, I think is really fun. She should not have disfigured them with little jewels. You yeah. know, I mean, I just, I love the way that she just, you get such a strong feel for who this character is by those right. choices. You know. That's awesome. Which I think is really fun. Cool. My last one is, he headed to the birds first as they were closest to the fire. African greys, he thought, grabbing a cage in each hand and mentally calculating how much he'd get for the pair on the street in Manhattan as he carried them outside. Not that he was going to steal them. It was just that old habits die hard. And the market was glutted with greys anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And that is from The Comeback Kids by Lonnie Diane Rich. (laughs) I love that for it. I love that. (laughs) Well, that's That's Finn. I know. I love Finn. Finn I was love. one of the easiest characters I've ever written. Yeah. I just, and, but I just love it. He's like, oh, the, the market was gutted with greys anyway. Exactly. <laughs> He's not making any kind of moral choice there. No. <laughs> I love it. It's just so perfectly, I mean, in that one whole paragraph, you understand everything you need to know about this man. Exactly. About the kind of person so that he is. so great. So. He's really a lot of fun. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, my turn. Mm-hmm. Um. Kessel stood beside a puddle of blood where Jackson had sat two hours ago, two hours before he'd run out of this house and led Kessel all over Brooklyn. By the time Kessel caught up with him, he'd bled to death, and the lens wasn't with him, which meant it was here or with someone who lived here. The problem was he'd already checked the house and no one was home. A bad sign. (laughs) I love that. That was from, ha, 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 I have it in my hot little hands, Out of Time by Samantha Graves, which is such a good book. 
and um and that is the the first i think that's the first point of view scene with yes. the villain right with the oh, villain gosh, yes i love it but you yes. know what's really great is that you um when you write your villain your villain speaks in these in these short sentences really to the point yeah. you know and you don't always do that i mean sometimes you'll you know be a little more elaborate depending on mm-hmm. whose point of view you're in you know but it's just it gives such a great sense of the kind of person that he is that he's just looking at this pool of blood and he's not even thinking about you know somebody having bled or died or anything like that you know yeah. but he's just concerned he's got his mission and that's mm-hmm. what he's there to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's very, you know, to the point and all that kind of stuff. And I just love the the kind of choices that you make and the way that the the paragraph is like this, you know, neat little package. It's just so cool. You know? yeah. yeah. So um, I really like yeah. that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, you know, we hope that maybe that sheds a little light on voice for you because it is one of those elusive things that you hear a lot about, but, you know, nobody really tells you what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. But hopefully we gave you enough examples. And as you're reading, you know, Mm -hmm. think about what we're talking about and, and, and how, what the author's voice is like, you know, so it kind of, so you actually start to recognize it because if you recognize theirs, you're going to start to recognize yours. Exactly. Pick your favorite author. Mm -hmm. You know, Carl Heisen has a very, very strong uh, voice. Um, You know, just uh, Sophie Kinsella is another one, has a really Mm -hmm. strong voice. Jennifer Cruzy. Oh yeah. And Stewart, you know, I mean, there's just lots of people who have really, really strong voices. And so go ahead and read your favorite authors, you know, read your favorite book again and keep an eye out for that. Also, we'll be having a discussion about voice on the forum so please come and join us and do the exercise we'd love to see you there right right okay. well that wraps up another rock and sea block i need more wine i'm sure lonnie needs another hit of her stuff right. <laughs> i'm out of sugar high <laughs> we will be right back <laughs> emmy james is not the kind of girl who attracts angels in fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's tried to attract as little as possible attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job, wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. EJ's mother and his father are getting married, and they want EJ at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess, who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything, including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A Little Ray of Sunshine is available now wherever books are sold. Get your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yeah. Uh, Want to win some great prizes? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Oh, good, good. Head on down to (laughs) willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. Uh We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. Okay. And each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, (laughs) we'll put the name out of the bucket and win a fabulous prize. See? I got through it all. You know why? Because I'm drinking grape juice. Yeah, there you go. Hey, speaking of which, our winner of the Cafe Press will write Uh for Wine Baseball Cap and a hand-knit wine cozy from Lonnie Mm -hmm. is Heather from the Forums, also known as Daughter of None. Congratulations, Heather. Oh, send us your address. (laughs) See, because that's all in blue and that's you. That's Just keep going. I was all excited. Send us your address so we can get that right out to you. For March, we have an official Mm -hmm. Will Write for Wine coaster and an ARC of Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Oh, my God. (laughs) That winner is so lucky. It's a fabulous book, and it's not out until August. I know. So be sure to get active on the forums or send Mm -hmm. us email because you want that book. I'm telling you. All you have to do for your chance to win is send us email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on the website or participate in the forums or post a question in the new questions section on the forums. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, And Mac, who won last (laughs) month and still hasn't gotten the book, I swear I'm going to get that book out to you soon. (laughs) I swear. February was a crazy month, but I'm getting it together. I promise. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll put in a little bonus for Mac. I got to do something. He gave us the 
the this week on the force. Oh, so I'll yeah. find some kind of little prize around the house that I can throw in as well. <laughs> that sounds bad, but I swear it's going to be cool. It does sound kind of bad. It sounds bad. It sounds like I'm going to go through like you know my husband's old shirts and just throw one in a bag and toss it in. I'm not doing that. I will find something really cool in the house. I have lots of cool stuff. I swear. <laughs> I will find something cool here. A little pre- because you know you buy little presents and gifts just to have around just in case. Mm-hmm. You know you do that. Yeah. You know you do that. Yeah. I do it too. I've oh, got okay. something here. I will. Okay. I will put something in there that's going to be really really cool. You just wait, Mac. I promise. <laughs> I supposed to send him that book a month ago. Criminy. <laughs> All right. We will mm-hmm. announce the winner on our first April show. So send. Do in I your embarrass you? I do sometimes, don't now. I? You're just, just completely flushed. You're like, I can't believe. <laughs> no, I have like visions of all the stuff in your house. <laughs> well, I know. And the thing is, as soon as I said it, I was like, great. He thinks he's going to be getting like an extra pair of like, you know, stockings or whatever. No. Socks. Yeah. There's uh-huh. cool stuff. Oh, I could make socks. It'll Ooh. take me forever. Take me too long. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Big Besides, feet you don't know how big Mac's feet are. Well, you know, right. We're not exactly. even going to get into that. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she said feet. <laughs> okay. That's bad. Let's move forward. <laughs> I do embarrass you, don't I? Apologies to Mac and his feet. Okay, keep going. Okay. Are you done? It's you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. That's what's so sad about this. All right, up next we have the dun, 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 <laughs> weekly weigh-in. <laughs> it just does not get any better with practice. Okay. I, <laughs> no matter how many times we do it. No. So how'd you do this week? Well, I'll tell you. I worked a lot. You did. I worked a lot. Oh, well, because I got a part-time job, and so I'm doing that, and it's great, and it's awesome, mm-hmm. and drink, and oh. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, I've been working on Dogs and Goddesses. We are, you know, in the final throes of the revision before it goes out to the editor. We're mm-hmm. very excited about this, and we're going to be done. I'm hoping tomorrow, but it's been like, you know, every spare minute that I'm not doing that, I've been doing that. But soon everything's going to calm down and I will have Mm -hmm. dogs and goddesses out and I'll be able to kind of relax for a while. So I'm really looking forward to that. No idea how much I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) How about you? Well, I finally got my website launched. Oh, and it's gorgeous. You did an amazing job with that. I love that website. Thank you. I thought my head was going to explode before it was done. I know. They do that to you. I mean, Mm because I had to learn Photoshop. Well, Ah, I knew Photoshop, but even more Mm in-depth. And struggling with the template and front page and Flash and Mm -hmm. good Lord. Um, (laughs) Anyway, it's very cool. And if you get a chance to check it out, it's at SamanthaGraves.com. It's awesome. Hey, Drake. I can't even. I just, I don't even do it on purpose. I swear. (laughs) I just It's just there in my vocabulary, and I can't get it out. All right, now it's time for this week's Random Etc., where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. Mm-hmm. This week, because we are lazy, we are doing mm-hmm. random Google searches. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm sitting in front of the Google screen, and I'm like, <laughs> I have no freaking idea. I mean, this is like, what, two hours ago or something. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I can't think of a damn thing. So I went with, uh-huh. I love St. Patrick's Day because. That's a good one, because I do love St. Patrick's Day. Me too. Everybody I does. I do love it. You know why? Yeah. Why? Your birthday's on, is it the day before? Or is it the Patrick's? day before. It's the day before. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. a very exciting day. Oh, thank you. Thank All you. All right. All right. So the first one I found mm-hmm. was, I love St. Patrick's Day because I believe I have an Irish soul, even though I'm 100% German. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the way that I am too. I'm Everybody's Irish into on St. like Patrick's Irish. Day. I, well, yeah. I'm like I love Irish. I've been dyeing my hair red since I was like 17. <laughs> you know, even before there was gray. I just love. I love the idea of having red hair. I have green eyes. So I'm all, green is like my favorite color. I'm totally mm-hmm. into like the whole Irish stuff. So. Cool. And but I'm also really, really German, <laughs> like Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two is I get to pinch people at school who aren't wearing green. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Because I've no, never heard of doing mean. that. It does. That sounds, it's kind of a violation of person. Don't pinch people. Ew. That's not I nice. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Okay. <laughs> the third one is all the stores have a plethora of green clothing to choose from. There you go. There you go. I love the I green. I don't own a single green thing. So. I have tons of green stuff. I would yeah. say the vast majority of my wardrobe is green. I just love green. 
Interesting. I can't help it. That's it's interesting. All right. All right. Number four is I look like an Irish girl. Hey, there you I go. I wish I did. I wish I had those freckles that are so mm-hmm. cute and the red hair and all that. Next time, I'm coming back as an Irish girl. <laughs> I'm coming so back pretty. as a cat. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> I see the way my cat lives. All right. right. <laughs> uh, the next one is I love St. Patrick's Day because it's one of those rare occasions where everyone goes out to party. Is that a rare so, occasion? I don't know. Not, <laughs> not around here happens pretty much. As far as I know, that occasion Fridays. is Friday. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, right. the next one is I love St. Patrick's Day because I get to see my name. So I'm assuming that was some, a Patrick. Yeah, some guy named Patrick. Yeah. So, like he doesn't get to see his name every other day on his mail. <laughs> Poor guy. So, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> The next one is because it's always meant that McDonald's will sell shamrock shakes. And there you go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. <laughs> I haven't had a shamrock shake in probably 15 years. Oh, I know. But they suddenly now I, I don't want one. I don't drink green stuff. So. You don't drink green stuff. <laughs> Boy, we have got some little St. Patrick's Day prejudice going on around here. No. <laughs> I just am not drinking anything that's green. All right. <laughs> Whatever. All right, the next one. I love St. Patrick's Day because if we're honest with ourselves, no one truly cares about the Irish heritage aspect of it. Which, which sadly, is pretty much true. I mean, everybody is, you know, the nice thing about St. Patrick's Day is Mm -hmm. everybody's Irish on that day. Everybody parties. It's a holiday for everybody. All the beer is green. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. And the last one I found uh-huh. was, I love St. Patrick's Day because I get to wear my Kiss Me, I'm Irish pin all day. <laughs> See, now here's the thing. I love Irish people. I want to be Irish. I love it. I think it's great. I love green. But seriously, if everybody kissed you because you were Irish, you'd be smacking people by the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I walked around, you know, when I'm around people in a general mm-hmm. day, and I usually don't see anybody I want to kiss. Mm-hmm. My husband, usually that's it. Sometimes not even him, depending on what's been going on that day, what kind of mood I'm in. But anyway. All right. Well, I think it's time for a refill. Yep. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back just as my children come in and ruin the thing. (laughs) Oh, man. we just That's what they're there for. Okay. All right. Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie. Because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by DogsAndGoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, our cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins. Well, it's time for last call here at Will Write for Wine. Thanks for hanging out with us. Keep sending in those wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or post them in the forums. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. <laughs> Send cheap wine suggestions to me. Lonnie. <laughs> also, don't miss our Cafe Press store where you can get very cool Will Write for Wine merchandise. We have added new items uh-huh. such as tank tops for women, a t-shirt for our pregnant whiffers out there, uh-huh. and a doggy shirt that is just freaking adorable. <laughs> so cute. And, I've, and if you buy it, please take a picture of your doggy oh, yes. in the shirt and send it to us because we're I just know. dying to see it. It's yeah. so cute. Mm-hmm. And you can check them all out using the link on the right-hand column. Uh, column of the website right and if you're buying wine anyway and we know you are don't oh, forget yeah. to try the link on our website to mywinesdirect.com which i've 
fabulous, fabulous wine. I have not mm-hmm. had a bad bottle from them. Yes. And that will send the UPS man to your door with wine or to a friend's door with a wonderful and thoughtful gift for a birthday or an anniversary mm-hmm. or an I'm thinking of you. And I just know that you need wine. Yeah. And you know, there's <laughs> there's something to be said for having somebody else pre-test your wine for you. Right. Because, you know, you wander through the liquor store and there's all that wine. You really don't know what's good and what's bad. And so, so much that, of it is bad. Yeah. And, and there is some bad stuff out yeah. there. So mm-hmm. it's nice to, to have somebody, you know... A, choose a really good wine for you and that's right. what they do mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and if you've enjoyed the show don't forget to vote for us on podcast alley or review right. us on itunes and i have to say oh let's talk about this yeah mm-hmm. we came closest to staying in the top 10 by 10 p.m the second day ever, ever. Mm-hmm. in march right yeah. you guys were like amazing 12. by the way it was the whiffers mm-hmm. who reminded me that we needed oh, yeah. to vote it was like midnight yeah. they're like dude <laughs> go vote and i went and we were like number three because somebody had gone there at like midnight. And I know. Voted. I got a, it was I got a screenshot of it. I know. We made it to number three. I mean, that was crazy. And the thing that's really funny about this is that we don't even care. Like, we have the whiffers are awesome. We don't need any more. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. We got enough. You know, we got enough people listening to this. It's great. We love you. It's great. It's just so much fun to play with that little system. You know, no. <laughs> like to me, it's just the challenge of seeing if we can get enough votes to get in. Like, I don't even care about being the most popular person on Podcast Alley. It's just like, as soon as it's midnight and the new change and it's a fresh slate and everybody can go in there and vote at once. Like, we complete, I think we're the only ones who do it too. Like, because everybody else in the top 10 are the normal top 10s. So, like, we're the only ones yeah. who figured it out and <laughs> like, made an army that go in there. It's because our changes. whiffers are smarter than I your know. average listener. They are. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are. They're much, so. much smarter. <laughs> so if you want me to drink a stout, yes. uh, <laughs> you can try again next month. Oh, man. You oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And we are gearing up for our, oh, my God, one year anniversary. Unbelievable. So whiffers, help us celebrate by sending us an MP3 recording of you saying, this is Whiffer, state your Whiffer name here, and you're <laughs> listening to Will Write for Wine, or an MP3 recording of you saying your name and asking a question that we can answer. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Do that. Do that, too, because it is so great to have. I mean, we're coming. We're getting all these questions, and yes. they're your actual voices. We're going to be able to put them in the show, and it's just so freaking cool. I love yep. it. So yep. you guys, um, send us MP3. Even after we do the one-year anniversary, I want MP3s yes. of your questions because it's just so much fun. It really is. Yes, and it the really question is. can be anything, you know, as long as it's not dirty. Mm-hmm. You know how we blush. Oh, so yeah. email it to feedback at willwriteforwine.com, and we'll play it on our one-year anniversary show, and don't be shy. Right. And there's also a lot of instructions, too, on the forums about how to record an MP3. So if you're not familiar with it or you, you feel a little overwhelmed by it, just go to the forums and see if the um, the nice people there explaining everything kind of helps you out. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been really good about it because I haven't they explained haven't. anything. I and they're, they're like, oh, no, you do this, this. They got instructions and everything. It's great. <laughs> the whippers are making me look really lame. <laughs> They're so cool. I know. So next week's show is our one-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. And so we promise we'll have something special for you. Right. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying, if you can't write for money, then write for wine. Oh, yeah. Bye. We'll Write for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin Firth's ring any bells or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I